Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 123 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Uh, hi, hi, Manny. Hello. Um, boy. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what I'm doing. I'm playing the same games all the time now, yeah, and I yeah. feel like that's weird. Yeah, normally, but like at the same time, like what's coming out right now? Like what's new that's exciting? Well, I mean, I guess that's true, but like I still just like play Genshin Impact every day. Mm. And I it's not that I don't like it. It's that I doing the daily stuff now takes too much time. And it's mm. not that I like don't enjoy it. It's just that I would rather not do it. Uh, but I, I don't know. Did you ever expect this game would be the games as a service that you get into in a big way? Uh, no. And I like it's weird because now that I got the newest character and like have leveled him up to the max level currently it's like i don't really have a huge incentive to grind Mm. other than that in the future i will need the stuff so it just feels i'm in a weird place with that too so it just feels strange there is an event going on right now but it doesn't really like apply to things i need so it's weird i guess it's got some story and i find the story interesting but the way they roll out the story and events is so bizarre and takes forever so Mm. i don't know that's I, I it is weird, but like at the same time, I mean this game is specifically designed to get you to keep coming back. Uh and it it's it definitely has hooked a lot of people. So like at least you're not alone in that. No, but it, I do feel bad, especially for like content creators that play Genshin, because each new update is like huge and everybody looks forward to it, and then it gets there and it's like a bunch of quality of life stuff without much like true content. Mm. And that is a good update, but then like as a content creator who streams the game eight hours hours a day, you fucking run out of things to do in four hours. I... And so then like I I don't know the new there should be a new area in one or two months which will be gigantic, so that'll add a fuckload of stuff. But it just yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. Like I I haven't even I I have actually not seen any gameplay of this game. So no, it looks like. Uh... A fucking anime game. I don't know. It looks like uh, anime Breath of the Wild is what I'm imagining. So, uh, sort. I mean, more or less, I guess. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> uh, but we we kind of jumped ahead and started talking about video games that yeah. we're playing, and we we didn't even get into the news, Manny. I know. Well, the news is here. Yes, the news. We are going to talk about it now, people. <laughs> Uh, this, this first one is just of course this would happen of course uh cd project red uh the makers of the witcher 3 and most notoriously recently um i forgot the name of it uh cyberpunk, cyberpunk 2077 yes cyberpunk 2077 <clears throat> so they uh they've been hacked and uh-huh. they're, get, they're getting held to ransom um they they were yeah uh do you want me to just read exactly what the the ransom note was because you think can it's do that i think it's kind of funny as well because okay. they don't have great grammar or no 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 uh so hello cd project red which by the way there's like exclamation marks before and after that so that's kind of yes weird. uh your have been epically pwned but they p-w-n-e-d yep Mm -hmm. Uh, exclamation mark exclamation mark we have dumped full copies of the source codes from your purpose server 
for Cyberpunk 2077, Witcher 3, Gwent, and the unreleased version of Witcher 3, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. I wonder what that is, by the way. That is the PS5 patch, probably. Oh, okay. Because that's uh, coming out this year. That makes sense. We have also dumped all of your documents relating to accounting, administration, legal, HR, investor relations, and more. I am much less on board with that one. That yeah. that's that line there. That seems fucked in a way that's not great. Uh, also, we we have encrypted all of your servers, but we understand that you can most likely recover from backups, which they did. Uh, if we if we will not come to an agreement, then your source then your source codes will be sold or leaked online, and your documents will be sent to our contacts in game gaming journalism. Your public image will go down the shitter even more, and people will see how shitty your company functions. Investors will lose interest, will lose trust in your your company, and stock will dive even even lower. You have 40, 48 hours to contact us. Um. So they were pwned, Manny. They were pwned. So they didn't do that. Nope, nope. Uh, they yeah. released a statement, which I guess I can read the statement now. <laughs> uh, this statement is from uh, Cyber Project uh, CD Project Red. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reads a little bit better. Um, I'm guessing they probably read it a few times and made sure that the grammar. Uh, yeah, it was probably written <laughs> by a lawyer. <laughs> yes, uh, but this is uh, CD Project Red's uh, statement. Yesterday we discovered that we have been we we have become a victim of targeted cyber attack due to which some of our internal systems have been compromised. An unidentified actor gained unauthorized access to our internal network, collected certain data belonging to CD Project Red Capital Group, and left a ransom note, the content of which we released to the public. Although some devices in our network have been encrypted, our backups remain intact. We have already secured our IT infrastructure and began begun restoring the data we will not give in into the demands nor negotiate with the actor being aware that this may eventually lead to the release of compromised data we are taking necessary steps to mitigate the consequences such of such a release in particular by approaching any parties that may have been affected due to the breach we are still investigating the incident however at this time we can confirm that to our best knowledge, the compromised systems did not contain any personal data of our players or users uh, of our services. We have already approached the relevant authorities, including law enforcement and president of the Personal Data Protection Office, as well as IT forensic specialists, and we will close closely cooperate with them in order to fully investigate this incident. Um, so, yeah, I, I just hope, like individual developers and people who work at CD project ride don't get, you know, burned by this because that yeah, would... that, that part sucks. Um, they, so they did leak the source code for Gwent already. Okay. Um, and there was also, they said they sold the rest of it to someone, uh, which that part is not yet to be corroborated, but they did for real leak the source code of Gwent. So, which I mean, how much is that going to hurt? CD Projekt Red, realistically. Uh, well, I mean, like, anyone can mod that game now to any extent, or uh, so many things can happen because of that. Like, having the source code of your current online game being leaked is fucking wild. Yeah, but, like, you... I understand that, but, like, when you're playing, like, online, like, you can mod it, but, like, I get... Well, can you mod, like, the current online version, or is, like, the entire yeah, game... Yeah, because the they, have, they, have the, they have the source code. Oh, I was thinking so they, like they can do. Of... They can do. I mean, they can do literally anything to the game now. But they can mm. also like people can just make Gwent. 
like they could just that that could so easily be recreated and just like put out there for people which is that's not great and like that one doesn't really matter that much i think but like the fact that the source code for cyberpunk will get out there i think will be even more buck wild yes uh and then like the witcher that 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 to me doesn't seem like maybe it's not that big a deal because the witcher 3 is like literally always on sale for like 15 bucks for the whole thing now well and also i mean sold so many copies it's been out for six years and that's true but like still the way mods work like you can't even access everything in the game but like with source code you could just literally like make something different in that engine and like that's you know, I mean, obviously, like not any official developer, because then they could just check it against the source code and be right, right. arrested for that. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's a it's a crazy thing. And I'm surprised that it actually happened, because I feel like usually those threats like that are pretty empty mm-hmm. uh, because usually people would be wildly afraid of getting caught because it would be very easy to track that back to somebody. Yeah, and I assume, like, I mean, like, I mean, you're going after a company with a lot of money. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, good luck to you. Also, I kind of want to know, like, what is their big plan of sending documents to gaming journalists? Like, what do they think gaming journalists are going to do? Well, I mean, they can definitely, I would assume that there's a bunch of internal documents about how just shitty the working conditions there are. Yeah, like like, more so than what has already gotten out there by Jason Schreier and like those are official documents so that would mean that it is true and then they can't protect their image anymore uh, sure but i'm just thinking like you still have to like gaming outlets have to work with cd project red if like they're receiving this stuff like it might be better for them to just kind of work with cg project red and get that information you know back to them i would assume i don't know I guess. I mean, if it's something about shitty working conditions, though, I would assume a lot of game journalists now don't give a shit about that and would rather have that out there than get a fucking copy of Cyberpunk in the future. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Uh, Which, I mean, like, CD Projekt Red is not one of the bigger developer or publishers anyway. I mean, like, they release, like, one game every six years, so it's not mm-hmm. it's not like Nintendo or Sony where you you definitely want to keep on their, their good side, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but still, I think, like, I, I, there is a balance there where you need to like be true to your, your users and you know, your, your viewers or whatever you want to call it. But at the same time, you still need to work with, you know, the companies as well. So, cause otherwise mm-hmm. you're, I, otherwise you're not going to get any games you're, and then you won't be able to review games and then all of a sudden you won't have the users anymore. So, uh, there is definitely striking a balance there for gaming journalists. Yeah, I, th- I think so. But I mean, in this case, like, they release one game every six years. Like you yeah, just yeah. go to the store the next day and buy the game and still cover it. Like right, it's... right. Wow, that, that... I'm not going to lose them on that much. I don't think. No, and it seems like anybody who reviewed uh, Cyberpunk before, they just got harassed to a sad degree because mm-hmm. they reviewed the game fairly and accurately. And then when people got in their hands, everyone was like, "Oh, this game is kind of bad." The gaming mm-hmm. journalists were maybe not wrong. Hmm. Hmm. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's just a crazy story that just, it just seems like cyberpunk. Cyberpunk is just like cyberpunk and CD project Red are just kind of like the gift that keeps on giving right now where mm-hmm. every few weeks, there's just something else happening here. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's insane now, so. uh, which this wouldn't happen if, uh, if cyberpunk was the game of the year that everyone was hoping it would be. So, 
Mm-hmm. And that's the sad truth. Yeah. But in better news, Ratchet and Clank is coming out June 11th, Manny. Okay, so the, I I am of two minds of this. I am excited, obviously. Uh, I'm wondering what the the other side is. If if you know you're excited, but like I can't wait for this game. But like June 11th, that's not in the launch window anymore, everybody. No, no, the launch window. <laughs> we're, ex- a year. we're extending. We're extending the launch window to June 11th. I no no uh, no. That that's a year. Jesus Christ, people are out of control. I just like that's not the launch window anymore, man. And it's a Friday. It's just so weird. It's so weird. I mean, that's cool though. I that mm-hmm. game looks sick, and I'm glad. And Insomniac must have like their developers doping or some shit because I don't know how the fuck in that short period of time they can put out uh, Spider-Man remastered, Miles Morales, and a brand new full-length Ratchet and Clank game. Uh, yeah, I think they have two different. I didn't realize this before, but I think they have two different like studios, like in two uh, different they locations. Would, they would have to because what? Oh, uh, yeah. Which, I mean, even then, like, think about it. I don't think PlayStation really has any other big games, which means, like, their two, their their first two, like, big games to try to sell the console are both Insomniac games. Yeah. Um, Returnal was supposed to be out by now, that Housemark game, but right. that got delayed till May. But, like, still, that's not on the same level of, like, Spider-Man. Like, Returnal is not going to sell consoles. No, uh, where like I guess Spider Man didn't quite either, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I feel like Ratchet and Clank is one where people are like, okay, you know what? I might you know start looking at getting a PS Five with like you know things like Ratchet and Clank, which I'm definitely thinking now. Like I better be able to like walk into a Best Buy and buy a PS Five by the summer because oh. I am going to need to buy. I am oh. going to need to play this. Oh. Hey, let me let me have hope, Manny. Let me have hope. Otherwise, uh, otherwise, I might be sneaking into a friend's house and just like. Hey, that's it. fine. If you want to fucking play it at my house, I will let you play Ratchet and Clank at my house. I will. You don't even you... have to sneak in. You nope. can just come over. Nope. <laughs> uh, I'll just give you my Xbox. I'll we'll just swap. I'll give we'll you my swap. Xbox. Scott got his uh, PS5 the other day. Hmm. Uh, he finally was able to beat the bots on Walmart and get in there. Yeah, I, I, faster than the bots, baby. Yes, faster than the bots. Um, so the other part of Ratchet and Clank is the I think the cover art they released, and I think it looks really cool. Mm-hmm. It's uh, half of it is Ratchet, and half of it is that girl Lombax they showed in the trailer, and people got like weirdly upset. Like, how can you put the girl Lombax on the cover and not say what her name is? And they put out this really weird statement that was like. We understand that it seems unfair that we put this new girl Lombax on the cover. Keep an eye out. And then they like made some weird pun where they said something was Rosie. So I, mm. I assume her name is Rosie. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah. so that's, uh, you know, that's something. I kind of expect half the game you're going to be playing as him. And then like the other half you'll be playing as her because she's yeah, going to yeah. she's going to have um, Clank. Yes, and in the previous games, like the more recent ones, Clank was used to solve a lot of puzzles because mm-hmm. he was a Time Lord. Yes. So, you know. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm. this is definitely like now my most anticipated. Well, Horizon's probably a little higher, but like this is mm-hmm. still like very high on my like anticipated list. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am going to be very sad if I'm not able to secure a PS5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and so the next one, I saw this on Twitter and I was like, oh, fuck, man. Every Kingdom Hearts product uh, that has been collected on disc semi recently is coming to the Epic Games Store exclusively on March 30th. What do you uh, mean exclusively? Like nothing is on Steam? Correct. Really? They secured this bad boy. But I feel like with that's the cash. more on Steam for not trying to like get that on sooner. I mean, uh, look, I, I assume that Square takes forever to port JRPGs like this, so I assume Epic gave them a little cash to do it. Hmm. Uh, and yeah, the only downside to this is they are all full price, which they should not be because you can buy three out of these four things they're charging 50 or $60 for for $30. Mm-hmm. on a ps4 because it collects all of those things so like or you can i just, mean I, I don't know or you can just grab your xbox and i'm pretty sure a number of them are on uh the game pass correct but you cannot mod them which this opens pandora's box oh, no. <laughs> I, people thought mods were wild before like when they first added mods to cyberpunk and people immediately made a mod to have sex with keanu reeves that cd project had had to remove uh yeah man kingdom hearts mods are gonna get buck ass wild so everybody get ready uh so you're saying we're gonna see some anime titties uh we're gonna see some anime titties mm-hmm. uh we're gonna see all kinds of wild shit um you know, you'll be able to play as characters you couldn't play as before. All kinds of weird challenges and shit. I oh, I can't wait to see what happens because of this. Uh, they'll also probably run really well. Not that they didn't run well before. But right. like uh, these running at an increased frame rate would be insane huh. uh, and make them flow a lot better. So that that's cool. And like people like to claim the Kingdom Hearts 2 is one of the best action RPG combat systems of all time. So I'm sure people will be able to make all kinds of crazy bullshit with that uh, engine and maybe even figure out why the rest of the games did not play like it. So then they can like try to make the other ones play more like it. I assume part of it is like uh, a lot of them ended up going on handhelds, right? That is true, but uh, different studios made a lot of the other ones after Kingdom Hearts 2. So mm, that would make sense. Uh, well. So people will probably be able to figure out what made them feel that way and then uh, recreate that. Well, I, but like, I just feel like it's harder to make something feel really good when like, I, I just can't imagine a great combat system on like a 3DS, you know? Uh, I mean, yeah, I can't either, but you know, it happens. <clears throat> mm hmm. So yeah, that was weird. And I like didn't realize why that was happening. I did like it because then right after that happened, it was announced that uh, Axiom Verge 2 is also exclusively coming to the Epic Games Store. Uh, is, is it is it just the Switch and the Switch in the Epic Games Store? Okay, interesting. And so Axiom Verge 2's trailer is weird because it is the first one I've ever seen where it says uh, Epic Games Store exclusive. So, like, I would assume that Kingdom Hearts is like uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake, where it's a one-year timed exclusive, right? Uh, and like that, in a year they'll come to Steam, which would make sense because it would be in Square's best interest. But it does seem like Axiom Verge Two might only ever be on the Epic Game Store, uh, which is weird. And also, they showed the same trailer that they showed when they announced it for Switch. Like, there was no difference to it, mm. and then they just said it's coming soon. I was like, okay, 
<laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I hate whenever things do that. Does that does that mean like next week? Does that mean like in seventeen months from now? When is soon? I don't. Um, I don't know. It's launch window, Manny. So the launch launch window for the Epic Game Store. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I mean, it makes yes. sense. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. That like didn't have any new information, but it is coming to the Epic Game Store and not Steam. So there's that. Mm-hmm. And so like I thought that like maybe there was some Epic Game Store thing going on, but there wasn't. Just I think both of those announcements happened at, around the same time for some strange reason. I assume like Epic Game Store is just kind of setting some stuff up for this year. Yeah, and they I mean, they had had an interview recently that where they were saying that they are going harder at paying for exclusives Mm -hmm. this year, which I mean, they they, last year they started that publishing deal with those three companies. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think it was the the creators of Inside. Oh, uh, Play Dead. Play Dead. It was um, Remedy. Remedy. And then it was somebody else. I don't remember who. Yes, I cannot remember the third one. Um, but yeah, like, so, which I mean, those are probably a couple years away, at least mm-hmm. a few years away, I would say. But so like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense what they're doing. Um, yeah, I, th- that's interesting. Mm-hmm. People are still very upset about it, but you know, I feel like anymore, a lot of people, even like PC gamers, it would make sense to like play on your PC, but then also have a switch. Yeah. Uh, so, like, if you don't want to go on the Epic Game Store, you can still get it on the Switch, which it, which I mean, like, Metroidvanias are perfect for, you know, the Switch anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, it, it's probably a perfect Switch game. Yeah, so I, Axiom Verge 2 does look cool because mm-hmm. it's like a different world that has nothing to do with the first one. So it's just like a standalone thing. Yes. So. I don't know. It looks it looks neat from the same trailer they've showed twice. I, I don't know. Did you like the first one? I did not play the first one. Oh, okay. It is just uh, Metroid. Yeah, people really like that game, though, because mm-hmm. it has a lot of weird, crazy shit in it. It does. It has some weird stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I remember that year. It's the same year that uh, Ori, Ori in the Blind Forest yeah, yeah. came out. And mm-hmm. I definitely steer more Ori, but mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think Ori is just like one of the best playing games you could play. So, Yeah. Um, and then I, I'm going to let you handle the last two uh, bit of news here. Uh, yeah, so uh, there is now going to be free post-launch DLC for Spiritfarer coming in 2021. Um, I don't have to talk a lot about all of the things that are being added, but they put out an image with a roadmap on it. There will be four new spirits total coming between now and fall 2021. Uh, they're in three batches. One is spring 2021, one is summer 2021, and one is fall. Um uh, the first two just have one new spirit each, and then the last one adds two new spirits. Uh, the first one also adds more context to the story mm-hmm. uh, for like why the main character is there and why she's doing what she's doing. We talked about this before the podcast, but like apparently a lot of the story of what was happening like flew over my head, or like I didn't find it in context or something. So it just seems like you will be able to like relive her memories from when she was alive in some cases, which I think would help with some of the issues I had with the game. Um, And then it also is interesting because the first spirit that is being added is the main character's little sister. Hmm. So that will also add more context that way. Um, And then outside of this, they're adding like quality of life improvements. You'll be able to make new buildings on the boats. There will be more collectibles, more recipes. Uh, The final update adds a new island. 
And so like, I just think like the spirits are the most important part of the game to me. And I think a lot of people, because that's where a lot of the like dialogue and personality of the game comes from. So the fact that at the end of this, there will be four new characters, I think will be a really cool thing. Um, and just more content in general. Uh, I know a lot of people had complained about the co-op not being super great. Uh, the first update improves the co-op as well. Hmm. So they're just doing, I, I don't know. I think because it was on Game Pass and because it was on the Switch and every other console, it sold really well. Right. And I don't know. I just like, I like it as a game. It just didn't do exactly what I had wanted it to do. But I, I don't know. It's never bad to have improvements to a system and have a little bit more of it. So I, I, I think it is cool that they are continuing to do stuff. Yeah, um, and it, as I said, because like as we just kind of discussed off the podcast, but um, because it because it did so well, I mean, like it, they're obviously just like, hey, well, we're going to give back some, and you you definitely see that with indie companies a lot. They're like, this sold a lot better than we expected, so we're able to support this for a crazy long time, you know? Yeah, which is which is always kind of cool because because um, mm-hmm. like I'm sure I would do the same thing if I was ever like uh like if I ever made games if I sold like re- did like really well and made a p- bunch of money I'd be like I don't really need more money because like you know publishers and major publishers and stuff I mean they have a lot of overhead but like when you're a small team or even like one person and you do you sell something and you pretty pretty much make all the money yourself it's like well I don't need all of this I can definitely live on like half of what i made or whatever so, mm-hmm. so yeah i mean it's always cool to see people you know continue to you know work on work on their projects or whatever so mm-hmm. uh and then the final thing here was happening during our podcast last week and it was the first part of the final fantasy 14 fan fest was going on where it was known that they were going to announce the new expansion um 6.0 and it did come out uh, that it is called Endwalker and it will be ending the current story arc that uh, like the entire story arc of Final Fantasy 14 that started in the beginning of the game, which is really cool because that means they'll be able to move on to other stuff and maybe focus on other characters and things. Uh, but it also means that this will probably be buck ass wild. Mm-hmm. They do go to the moon Ooh. Uh, and that is something that is not foreign to final fantasy. Final fantasy four deals a lot with the moon and moon people. So it seems like there has a lot of parallels to final fantasy four. And even like, if you buy tickets to the virtual fan festival happening in a couple months, you get some final fantasy four specific items and things like that. So that's cool. Um, outside of that, they didn't really say, a lot about it it seems like they were trying to save it for the like true fan fest that people can buy tickets for and like Wait, go to panels and stuff wasn't it two hours it was Wait. i mean they talk a lot about like various things but it I, I don't know there's not a lot of information about what is necessarily in the expansion okay like they went over there will be two new classes normally there is only one per expansion um, but they only showed one of the characters which is a sage which is a new type of healer and they have basically what the equivalent of what funnels are in Gundam hmm. uh, which is just like these weird little bits that float around and shoot lasers um, and I thought that was really funny because Yoshida was reading the YouTube chat during this and he just like would go up to the monitor and be like oh a lot of people are saying it's like Gundam what <laughs> And it was like very clear that he was just like, yeah, Gundam's tight. Mm -hmm. So we made this and it looks cool. Uh, They're trying to 
there are some bigger changes coming. Like they're trying to differentiate between two types of healers. So there will be just straight healers and then barrier healers, which are more meant for buffing and stuff. Uh, so a lot of the healing classes will have their kit completely changed. I have not like looked to see if people who play Final Fantasy 14 are cool with that or not. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. A lot of the other stuff doesn't necessarily like apply to me because they talked a lot about like, uh, end game raid stuff and how the raid series will be ending. Um, I can't remember if it was the end of April or the beginning of May where like the, the next big patch is coming that will add the final bit of story before the new expansion. So that is interesting and people are excited about that because it finishes the near raid and a couple of other things, but I don't know. I, they really try hard in this game and he wanted to make it very clear that because this is the end of the current story arc, it is not the end of the game and they will keep going for years and years. Oh, uh, he specifically said they will keep going until they tell him to stop uh, because he likes working on it so much. So that is cool. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't know. I just I like Final Fantasy 14 and I kind of want to start playing again to finish this most recent expansion just because it would be cool to finally play an expansion as it is new. So then it's not one of those things where like I'm a couple months late. So then everyone is a douche tool. Mm. When you are trying to like learn something or go through it for the first time, it would probably be much more fun when everyone is going through it for the first time. Right. So then people can't be like, why do you suck? Cause then mm. it's like, no one knows what you're doing. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. And that's really it for the news this week. Yeah. Um, and, um, neither of us really kind of dove too deep into any games either. So we'll, this will probably be, a brief section as well. I think this is going to end up being a short episode. So yeah, I do too. Unfortunately, but um, you know, uh, do you want to kind of just briefly talk about what you, you played or do you want me to kind of hop in? Uh, I can go first. I have been playing at least an hour and a half of beat saber every day. Sweet. My arms are sore right now, Mm. so I don't know if I'm going to play today. I might have today be my day off. Um, but yeah, I have downloaded so many custom songs and I can now mostly play. I'm somewhere between hard and expert, I guess I can do some expert songs, but like I said, a lot of the custom songs are not like balanced properly. So it's like what they say is hard is probably like expert on a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then last night I did buy a couple of the official song packs because for some reason now everything has a lunar new year sale. Mm. Uh, so the Oculus store is having a Lunar New Year sale. So I bought the Lincoln Park pack, the Panic at the Disco pack and the BTS pack, which I wasn't planning on buying the BTS pack, but then listening to the songs, they are fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I probably like that the best out of the three. The Lincoln Park ones are fucking hard as shit. And it's because like they're not like dance songs or anything so it's just like you're playing all the notes and it is like at a certain point it's just like holy shit man what the fuck this is so hard uh so that's interesting and plus i just like lincoln park in general Uh, yeah Um, i'm just kind of curious i'm just kind of looking up to see what songs are in the pack uh faint uh bleed it out bleed it out breaking the habit faint Mm -hmm. given up in the end, new divide, numb, one step closer, paper cut, somewhere I belong, and what I've done. So. Yes, I like all of those songs except for new divide. I'm uh, not new, a huge new, fan. 
new divide they wrote for the Transformers too. I, and I was gonna no, that's all. What I've done was for Transformers. Oh, really? Too. What I've I, done was on. Uh, I'm pretty sure what I've done was on Minutes to Midnight though. Whereas yes. New Divide was not. Oh no, but I think what I've done was also made for um, a uh, Transformers. Because hmm. they definitely did a couple different Transformers songs. Oh, okay. Yep, that was Transformers, and then New Divide was Transformers, th- the one after it. Yep, that's so, what I thought. Uh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, every other song I like a lot, though. I mean, I just like Linkin Park in general from that era. So yeah, this they, is... did, they didn't put any of their new garbage on there. So uh, yeah, and yeah, um, Minutes to Midnight was pretty much. It, that's the extent of it. I like. That's where I got off the boat. Mm-hmm. But Meteora is like, that's a great album. Yeah, Hybrid Theory and Meteora yes. are like yes. my <laughs> two of my favorite albums of all time. So yes. like anything from that, I can I can you know tolerate all day long. Yes, I can pretty much uh, listen to either one of those albums front to co- front to back. So. so yeah, the Lincoln Park one is weird because like it seems like their first couple packs they didn't like put much effort into. Hmm. So like the Panic at the Disco pack is only four songs and it's not even like anything other than High Hopes that's like super recognizable. Like it's not any of their early stuff, which is what I wanted. Yeah. Uh, And it's just like the regular note highway and like everything's normal. But then in the Linkin Park one, it has like a custom background where like the hybrid theory art is like on the ground and you're in this weird like subway tunnel. Mm hmm. And like all the notes are specifically changed to red and gray and it like looks really cool. Um, And then the BTS one is the newest one. And that has weird little like emoji guys of each person of BTS that like floats around on the screen when it's their part of the song. And fucking the BTS thing probably made them infinite money. I think their song collab they did with Halsey was the first YouTube video that hit a billion view or fastest (laughs) video to hit a billion views or something. Hmm. So like, those are just fun. Like, obviously, right, I don't right. understand Korean, so like, I, a lot of it I don't get. But it's just they're fun dance songs, so right, they're right. they're cool to play. Whereas they feel more natural because they are like dance songs. Whereas Linkin Park, it's like my body doesn't move like a guitar, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't what. They're still fun though. I, they're just very hard, so I just got to get used to them. But yeah, yeah, looking at the Panic at the Disco, I haven't even heard of two of the songs. The Greatest Show and Emperor's New Clothes. So The Greatest Show is from the movie The Greatest Showman. Oh. Uh with um what's his fuck? Hugh Jackman. Mm. Uh and so like a ton of bands have done covers of that. I think they wrote that song for the movie, if okay. I'm not mistaken. Uh so that's a very popular song that I don't like very much. Uh High Hopes was their other one that they got super huge recently is playing on the radio all the time. Well, Victorious is another one that gets played all the time. I was going to bring that yeah. up. Um, yeah, High Hopes was like their yes, huge song recently. And yeah, so th- two of those four songs I had never even heard. And like in custom songs, I had downloaded a bunch of older Panic at the Disco songs cuz I like those albums. Mm-hmm. Like I I write sins not tragedies and stuff like right, that. Right. Uh so it was just weird when I downloaded that and it was only four songs. I was like, oh, that's kind of strange because the BTS one has like 15 and the Lincoln Park one has like 11 or something. Mm-hmm. So it was just weird because they were like the same cost. So I don't know. I And the other packs that I did not get uh, are Imagine Dragons, Timbaland, 
And then there's like a Rocket League Monster Cat crossover one, which is weird. I, the Monster Cat songs are always fun to play, though, because they're just like dubstep or like electronic shit. Talk to me um, when they add Kesha and then and then you, know, you can come back. I mean, I already have Blow and TikTok oh, downloaded. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I you're downloaded big, all the Kesha jams I could find. Dude. You're a big fan of Blow. E. Yeah, Blow is a great song. Uh, as TikTok is also very fun to yes, play. Yes. So like it was just that. Which TikTok, I assume you knew, but I don't know. Did you know about Blow before? I had I... never known about Blow before <laughs> you showed me the, the musical stylings of the song Blow. Uh, yeah. It is a great song. It's a, it's a great song. Yes. Yeah, so like I have too many songs already. Like I downloaded all of those that added like 30 something. And then I already had like 150 custom songs. So mm. like I have a lot I can play and I am enjoying it. And it's making me sweat a lot so. i was gonna say and it's uh exercise it is yes uh, so that's very good i assume you're enjoying this more than you liked uh like ring fit adventure um, yeah so like ring fit adventure i think is a cool idea but it's one of those things where it's like my body i still know it's exercise like just yeah, straight yeah. exercise whereas this because of how much i like music and because of how much i like rhythm games it doesn't necessarily like it doesn't hit me until I'm done mm-hmm. and I'm like sweating so much and about to die that I'm like, Oh, that was actually like working out. It's <laughs> weird. Well, and I think part of it is because it's in VR. See, mm-hmm. like, and like everything is surrounding you. So like, you're just so focused on just kind of like the game itself that, yeah, it's not until after you're, you're like, Oh man, I need to just lay down and take a nap for you know mm-hmm. a couple hours after that. Yeah, so now I have to get changed before I play every time and take a shower <laughs> afterwards. So it's something else. Uh, but other than that, this week I really only played Genshin Impact mm. because uh, the new like holiday event, the Lunar Lantern Festival, is happening. Right. Um, it's not very exciting, I don't think. Uh, I like the story of the new character who I ended up getting because I was guaranteed to get him, uh, Zhao. He's a wind boy with the spear. I like him a lot. I got him to max level. He's very good. Uh, but other than, I mean, I don't have a lot to talk about in Genshin. Like, there's no new content or anything. It's just the same shit. But I am grinding constantly mm-hmm. forever. So, Which, yeah, that's really all I've been doing. I wanted to play Hitman a bunch this week, but then I just never ended up doing it. I watched a lot of GTA 5 roleplay on ooh. Twitch uh, because I am apparently into that now. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah yeah sometimes you just don't want to play video games and then you watch something and you're like why am i doing this with my life yeah sometimes you just fall into watching people do gta 5 role play yeah yeah. and you're like oh i'm weirdly invested in these characters that's upsetting Mm -hmm. yeah i mean Mm -hmm. just that that's just a normal tuesday night for me manny but i know dude so (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. Hassan, he, before he was role-playing in Rust, and I didn't like that very much because I think Rust is dumb and boring. Uh, but then he started doing GTA 5, and one of the people that he was role-playing with, I was like, oh, I like this guy's voice and mm-hmm. the way he does his character. And so then I started watching him. His name is Buddha. And uh, it's wild. They get up to some crazy shit, and the server they play on is called NoPixel, which I guess is like one of the most famous GTA role-play servers where they mm-hmm. like custom make everything like they like change the mechanics of the game and shit so it's it's really weird like it doesn't play like regular gta online and like they can do all kinds of extra shit and uh this time they're trying to like roll out the mechanics slower so that the role play can build a little bit more and what do you mean by role play in gta like they literally are just like being characters 
in the world. Like, uh, Hassan is pretending to be an Italian guy named Don. And they just like go around with a crew and like you, I don't know. It's not like GTA online where you just go around and randomly kill people. Like you actually have to like pretend like you live in that world. And, and like they is. get like other random people to do it too, or is it just the two of them? No, there's uh the server has 240 people. Okay. Huh. So they're all like big streamers or like known role play streamers. And so like, you'll just come across people in the wilderness and like, you, I don't know, they just role play to figure it out. And it's not like where you just die and respawn. Like you have your inventory and then you can either, if you respawn, you'll respawn at the hospital to lose all your stuff or you have to like wait for the EMTs to come get you out of there. Okay. Uh, it's it's wild shit, man. It is so weird to watch, and like they changed a lot of the mechanics of the game so much that it's just like so unrecognizable. And I think right now a lot of them are getting pissed off because a lot of the new mechanics that got unlocked are not working right. Mm. Like they should be able to rob stores and rob houses, but both of those things seem pretty fucked up and aren't working right. So it's like hard for them to make money, but it's bizarre. Like people role play working at the like fake Burger King called Burger (laughs) Shot. And then you like go in there and you order a hamburger and then they like get paid by some dude for that. It's so weird. I'm like fascinated by it because it's like, this is what you do for 12 hours a day. You make your living on Twitch doing this 12 hours a day. And, and, and like, and your role play is you're literally making burgers at like making minimum wage or whatever in that. Game. Yes. It's <laughs> buck wild, dude. Why? It's buck wild. Why? So like, I, I don't watch those people. Like the oh, yeah. guy that I've been watching Buddha, he, I, I don't know how he, it was determined that he got this, but he like in the lore of it, he inherited his grandmother's restaurant. Mm. And so like, he just opened it up a couple hours ago. And so now he has to like run this business. <laughs> it's fucking, it's really weird. And like, it doesn't have like heists and stuff yet, but those will unlock and like the casino will unlock. And so it's just like you meet all these people and then you like, you're like, Oh, do they stream? And then you go find their stream and you see stuff from their perspective. And it's, it's fucking weird. And I've gone down a deep rabbit hole that I wish I could escape from right now. <laughs> but like, I don't want to play it. Mm-hmm. So like, I just want to see what goes on. I don't know. <laughs> so like, I have this, I have this on while I watch Genshin or I, while I play Genshin and I'm just like, Whoa, GTA five role play, baby. What? Uh-huh. uh-huh. That's, that is crazy. That is crazy. That it's is. bizarre. What people, I guess it's kind of like second life or whatever. So, right? yeah. Well, so what I think is crazy is like Hassan, <sighs> is one of the most popular streamers on Twitch. He has like 50,000 subs, usually minimum. So he's like set for life. Whereas like this guy, Buddha, like his whole thing was he just did GTA five role play. And he, when this started, because he was just a role player who Hassan randomly ran into and decided to like team up with him or whatever, he has gotten like 3000 subs in the last like two weeks. So he went from like 5,000 to 8,000 subs, which is like a life changing amount of money. And so, like, I think that's super cool for him. And, like, I see a bunch of people in there who, like, had never been in there before who ask him a bunch of questions about stuff. It it just seems really cool. Like, I'm glad that bigger streamers can interact with smaller streamers in that way and, like, have a positive impact. I don't know. It's it's, It's a weird, bizarre thing. Like, I thought Rust was so boring, but I was also kind of fascinated by that. Um, But GTA is much more exciting for me, you know? (laughs) Sure. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. 
Huh. I was watching him go hunting. That was boring as fuck, but it's like, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Is Hassan going to accidentally walk off a cliff and die? Sometimes. Yeah. And then he's got to wait 15 minutes for them to air rescue him out of there. You know? It's... Sorry. Around, I, I, I got distracted by something. Yeah, no, that is. That is uh, mm-hmm. This is going a little off track, but remember that Gina... Uh, what's her name? Car... Gina Carano, yeah. Carano, the one who's yes. fired from being I, a shitlord. I guess she got like a new job now. Oh, really? At what? I'm and I was trying to read it, but like the the website wants me to un, like turn off my ad block, so now I have to go to a different website. Okay, so I have a question for you regarding this. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Well, you haven't even watched The Mandalorian, but right, do right. you remember what else she was in? Uh, yes, yeah, she was final or final. She was Fast and Furious. Was it yes? Uh, five, right? Fast Five, because she was the it Brazilian. was six. Oh, it's no. six. Oh, you're it's right. Six. She is uh, the like random sidekick that they introduced to Hobbs in that movie for right. no reason. I was thinking, but you're right, because like five, Fast Five was the uh, Elena. Yeah, and she, bet- she betrayed them. Yes. So she is very clearly a bad guy the whole movie, but they were so stupid they didn't realize that. Um, I guess she was well, also a bad guy in Deadpool 2. So. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Not a great actress. I'm gonna like, No, I don't think so. Um, yeah. Definitely not in uh, Fast and Furious. She is okay in The Mandalorian. Hmm. I haven't watched season two yet, but apparently she's in it more there. So I don't know. Yeah, uh, but, uh, you know, Manny. You got to agree, though. I mean, like the way conservatives are treated today, it's basically Nazi. Uh, Just all of her tweets. And I'm surprised it took that long because she was like a covid denier. She was against wearing masks like she the whole fucking thing, dude. She just sucks all around. Did you die? Are you alive, Matthew? You can't hear me? Nope, now I can. Oh, I, I accidentally pulled out my mic a little tiny bit, and I didn't realize it. Oh, that's okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, so she sucks. That's all I got. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm not, I don't even care, but apparently she has a new job, so I would say good for her, but I don't even want to say that. Yeah, my, my other thing was, so she was trending, obviously. Yes. Uh, with Fire Gina Carano, and then there was also people upset about cancel culture and they're like, well, I'm canceling Disney plus. And it's like, well, that's still cancel culture. <laughs> Cause that... you're literally canceling Disney plus. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get into canceling snow personally. I think we oh yeah. I would week. love to, I would love to cancel snow, mm-hmm. the stupid precipitation. I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm... But it has yet to say anything racist. <laughs> so no, but it, it, I'm sick of shoveling it. That's true. That's I'm true. Literally running out of places to put it in my driveway. It seems like so, mm-hmm. which I have a huge driveway, so it, mm-hmm. it takes me a good hour to scrape off like a half an inch. So, yeah, uh, I'm definitely sick of the snow, and I'm I'm sure we're gonna get more. I'm sure we'll get more. Oh, definitely. It's uh, only uh, February. It's only yeah. February. Well, we're always guaranteed one more big one in March. So, yeah, I I think it was wasn't it this weekend? It's supposed to get big. Uh, no, it's definitely not this weekend. Uh, maybe okay. Sunday. I don't. I don't even know anymore. I don't even pay attention. I just wake up and look outside and go, "Oh, I get to shovel again." Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what have you been 
messing around with? I played a little bit more of the medium, and by a little bit, I mean like I've played an hour total, so I've done a very poor job of playing that. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's kind of interesting though, because like there are moments where it kind of like it kind of just does like a split screen, where like half the screen is like the real world, and then like half the half the screen is kind of like this like fantasy dark world type of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So like, and and, uh, as you're you only like move her like as you're moving around, you're moving around and like I this like on both sides of the screen, but you're just kind of having to solve puzzles or whatever, you know, kind of bouncing back and forth between each screen. Uh, it seems all right so far. I just, I, for whatever reason, I just can't get into it. And I think part of it's just like, I'm just not in the mood to play like that type of game right now. So mm-hmm. I, I might eventually have to just kind of take a break from it and then come back when I'm actually in the mood to dive deeper into like a single player game. I gotcha. Um, I'm also, I also played a little bit more of Rayman uh, Legends. Nice. Um, that just, I'm just, I'm just not in the mood to really play games, but like, even then, like I played for, you know, an hour, probably just played some, it's just a great game to hop into, you know, play, you know, do some platforming and then hop out. It's just like a solid, you know, solid, solid platformer. So I'm enjoying that enough, but I'm just, I don't know. It's just kind of a weird time for me, which I think it's kind of the same for you where you're just kind of like, I don't really know what I want to play if I really want to play anything. Yeah. I've just been playing the same games, Mm -hmm. which I am enjoying. Yes. Uh, that's I, not very exciting for a podcast no not and i'm kind of in the same boat i also kind of hopped in and i played some more hitman mm-hmm. i did more of uh what is the map called is it dubai dubai yes. is the dubai. first map yeah yes and uh so like i I've, I've been able to do like figure out how to do that one in like 10 minutes now so i'm like very mm, nice. efficient at you know finishing that one so i've i just kind of played around and did that uh multiple times to just, just just to try to unlock, you know, and try to get more of the whatever you called uh, to max out the the, the mastery. Yeah. Mastery, yes. And then lastly, the one I have been playing the most is just more NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of scary, Manny. I'm kind of having fun with it. And oh, I've, damn! I know. I've I played it like uh, multiple times this week at at, oh, you know, at night. So that's kind of scary. But I think what's helping is like it's basically the same game. But I haven't really dove deep into the EASHL in probably five years. Mm. So like it's just kind of like bringing me back, and I'm enjoying that enough that I'm, you know I'm just having fun. Um, but I, I don't really play like an exciting style. I just like playing very defensive and just kind of like, I just kind of pick defense and then just kind of play very defensive and just try to shut, te- shut people down and just kind of ruin their evening where they don't, they're not able to score. So like, that's, that's... <laughs> cause yeah, cause you know, when you like, you get shut out in like a game like that, oh, that's like, not fun. Damn. No, that's not fun, but it's funny for me. So like, that's what yeah. I, that's what I've been uh, doing the last few nights. And you know, okay. it's fun kind of like getting talking to like you know my old team um because we still have a great name it's the jerry hatricks uh oh nice i do like that yes like because they're all older they were older than me you know 10 years ago and so like they were probably in their mid-30s then so now they're probably you know mid-40s so yep we're the the jerry hatricks which i just think is a very clever name Um, that is that's a very clever name i do like that a lot <laughs> so yeah, that's what I've been playing. I mean, it's okay. it's NHL. It's the club. I'm playing defense primarily. Uh, there's not a lot I can say. I guess you know it's yeah. you know hockey. It's a hockey video game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm getting uh, I'm getting to the point soon where I'll be able to talk about new things. I mean, like uh, I will have completed uh, 
Super Mario 3D World and mm-hmm. Bowser's Fury by next week. So yeah, you said you picked that, that up and you played uh, an hour or so, or the first level. I mean, yeah, I, I played the first level. So I literally played for five minutes, yeah. um, and then I I will definitely have completed Bowser's Fury by then because mm-hmm. it's like four to six hours, and I just want to see what the new part is as well. Right. Um, and then, uh, on the 23rd persona five strikers comes out, which has been getting bizarrely high reviews for a fucking dynasty warriors game with persona elements. So like, you know, also why did the reviews come out this past Monday for a game that doesn't come out till the 23rd? The fuck is that? Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. That's stupid. Um, but apparently, I mean, it's getting like mid eighties, nineties, which is fucking buck wild. So I, you know, who, who knows? We'll you see. know what game I've, I saw was getting like re- reviewing really well as well is uh little nightmares. Yeah. Which I wanted to play the first one, but Scott is a criminal and won't play it even though he likes spooky games. So he can tell me how it is. Cause I like it's clay animation, baby. Right, right. And I love clay animation. So I might play the first one and then the second one when it's like on sale, I just want to know. I don't know. Is huh. it worth it? How spooky now, is it? Yeah, now I'm kind of curious because like it's it's got an 82 Metacritic score, but the user score is a 3.5. So I don't know. That's weird. I think. That is weird. Uh, I don't know like anything about it. If like it is a different scale than the first one, I think. Um, so it's like more about the whole world instead of just like before, the first one. I think is almost entirely on a boat. Mm. So maybe that is something to do with it. Maybe it's not a, quite as spooky. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I haven't really read any of the reviews. I just saw that people were like, yeah, it's like the first one. If you like that, get in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, sure. Um, uh, yeah. And that's basically all we've been playing this week. So I mm-hmm. guess we're going to mm-hmm. move into part three, which is more Hitman content. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to just debate the top 10 Hitman maps. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're just talking about like the trilogy, this most recent trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to like I didn't even play like the older games. So like it's hard for me to even say like anything about those. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, are you in the uh, the dock? The, uh... I am not. OK, yeah, but I will get there All right. now. And remember, go to top 10. Go not, to the top 10. Yes. Not, not the lists, because last yes. time you were in the lists doing something. I don't know what you were doing. I was just living my own <laughs> life, Matt. <laughs> And I have this all set up. It's all nice. And you're just, you doing do. I look, I know <laughs> I'm here now. We're here. We're both here. All right. So what is the first, I just have mine alphabetized as normal. I did not rank them. Mm, I did not rank mine either, but they will be in the order that they appear in okay. terms of when you play them. Cause I just listed them all in order and then start them. Okay. Uh, so what would, uh, what is the first game you would like to nominate? Uh, Paris. Paris. Okay. From Hitman 1. Uh, spoiler, that is also on my list. Nice. Uh, so, um, my the first one I would like to nominate is uh, Bangkok, which is also from the first one. Okay. That is uh, the hotel uh, mm-hmm. in the first one. So, uh, now what would you like to nominate? Uh, Sapienza from Sapienza. Hitman 1. That's uh, another one that is on uh, both of our lists. <laughs> Um, the next one I would like to, uh, nominate is, uh, Sean King. Okay. That is, uh, one of mine as well. Okay. So, so far three of the four are both. (laughs) Uh, Manny, what would you like to nominate next? Uh, Hokkaido, the final map from Hitman one. 
That's the Japanese one, right? Yes, yes. Where it's like a ho- hospital, right? Yeah, it's like a hospital, hotel, did advanced I, facility thing. That's did weird. I spell that correctly? Uh, I spelled it H-O-K-K-I-O-I-D-O. Um, I don't know Japanese very well. I know you do a little bit better. Than oh, I, I fucked it up. Um, there it is. I don't even see the changes that you're making, but uh, anyway, H O K K A I D O. Okay, idea. Okay, I was pretty close for. Not you knowing. were pretty close. Um, the next one is uh, Dartmoor. Dartmoor. I also had. Good, good, good. Um. All right. What would you like to nominate? Uh, Miami from Hitman Two. Uh, that is another one that I would like to, that I have as well. There we go. Um, the next one uh, is uh, Dubai. Okay. I, did you have this one? I did not put it on there. Okay. I, I, I had to, I, there was one more, and I didn't know what to pick. So I was just wondering because you said you really liked this one and liked all the, the variety of it. So that's why I wanted mm-hmm. to make sure. Yeah. Uh, what would you like to nominate next? Uh, Whittleton Creek from Hitman Two. Whittleton. Whittleton. I can just paste it in there. Did I spell it correctly? Uh, I think so. Okay. There it is. All right. This next one is going to be a little controversial, Manny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I feel good about this one, and that is okay. the ICA training facility. Uh, so, okay, so which... Because technically this is two maps. It is, is it the, the the boat or the the one where you go to the jet hangar? I don't know because like they both kind of serve a similar purpose. Where I just I guess they do. Where I just think like it's the best tutorial in all the video games. I do really like both of those maps. Yes. they are fun. So like I, I I'm we can kind of hash that out later. Yeah. I, I guess I would do maybe the ship because like that's the first one you do. So like that's yeah, technically yeah. the first tutorial but i just think it's like it's a great tutorial to show like what that game what the game is capable of you know so like mm-hmm. it, it, it's perfect for that so yeah um but what would you like to nominate next uh the isle of Sagal, which is s-g-a-l which is the final map of uh hitman 2 isle of Sagal. it is like a giant castle s-e-g-a-l uh no e so, oh, skull, skull, skull. I don't know how the fuck they're supposed to say it. Sure, that's Isle of Skull. All right. Uh, the next one is uh, Mendoza. Okay. Uh, did you have that one? I did not. That was one of the. I think that's the only Hitman three map that I did not play twice. But I did watch someone stream it last night, and I mm. found out that you could crush the bodies in the grape press. Mm-hmm. And now I can't wait to play it again. Well, you you said you wanted to do it just to kind of do like the wine tour. That is true, but I had not done it again. I ended up playing Sapienza 700 times because that's where the next elusive targets are. Fair enough. Uh, is this your last one? Because I think it's my last one. Uh, because had... I would have two more. Okay, you have two more. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, what is your next one? Uh, New York, the first DLC from Hitman 2. I have that one as well. And then, yeah, then I had Dartmoor and Chongqing. And then, see, this is where the last one, I didn't know what to pick. So this one will also be controversial. I put the Carpathian Mountains, the final 
stage of Hitman Three. I don't. That's I, the train one. Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I just don't know if I spelled that correctly. Um, uh, I don't either. I I don't think I just kind of guessed on mine. I Carpathian. think that's probably closer than it's, what I put. Uh, all right. Carpathian Mountains. So there you go. I think that's yeah. Because right. like this one is less like free form. Yes. And so like I just don't I don't know. All right. So we had one, two, three, four, five, six, both four and then you had four and then i have four so all right that's a pretty good so this was weird when i was looking over this list i do think there is only one stage i do not like out of all of hitman colorado that's this trilogy and it is colorado Mm -hmm. i just like when i think about it at least on all the other ones i had fun that one i just felt like weirdly stressed out because everyone is hostile all the time yeah that was that's a tough one it like has some cool scenes in it but like at a certain point i was just like i don't know about this one i don't feel good about this also i thought about trying to get silent assassin on it and i was like i think that's impossible yeah that would just be brutal yeah i'd be terrible at that so all right um so as we normally do uh why don't we cut we'll each cut one and then we'll try to lock in a couple i guess okay um, so what do you think out of these, uh, 14 should just kind of get cut? Uh, I guess I would cut, <laughs> I guess I'll cut the Carpathian mountains because it is the least, it is the least like it is it's this, a- these modern hitman stages. I think it's a bad hitman stage. It's an interesting stage, but it's a bad hitman stage. If that makes that's, sense. that's fair. But I do like it because a lot of people think like, or a lot of people that I've heard talk about it are just like, oh yeah, I shot everyone to get through. Mm-hmm. And that was the first stage I ever got Silent Assassin on. Right, right. Because it was just like, they do let you climb out the uh, the windows of the train and like they give you just enough to be able to completely avoid everyone. Mm-hmm. Or like they there are things you can put fuses into these fuse boxes and then like cause this blinding light so you can just like run through a car and stuff. And it just makes it so that like, yes, you can. And the game even says like, oh, these are all Providence people. You can just kill them and it doesn't like negate anything. Right. Uh, but you can just totally easily very sneak through as well. So that's, I don't know. It's interesting, but it, you're right. It's not a, a hitman stage. Like the rest of these are hitman stages. Right. So like that, I think that's the big knock is like, it, it just, it lacks that like just replayability. It's so mm-hmm. short and it's so linear. So like, that's, that's kind of like the big issue. Yeah. 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 Uh, the one I, I will cut is uh Bangkok. Okay. I primarily just put that because I really like the one part where you go way upstairs and then you play as the drummer. The, I like the part where you play as the drummer as yes. well. Uh, that, so mm-hmm. I, I was like, you know what? I really like being the drummer. I think that entire storyline is just really funny. Uh, it's but, so doofy. Yeah, it is. Uh, but like, I don't. I think there's a lot stronger, uh, you know, choices here. So I think that's a uh, that's one to cut. So uh, why don't we move move over and just kind of try to lock in? Do you want to try lock in maybe four total initially? Yes. Okay. Uh, so what would you like to lock in first? Uh, I think we should lock in Dartmoor. Dartmoor. That's definitely one that I want to definitely lock in. And I'm going to do Paris. I, I like Paris. Okay. I also like Paris quite a bit. Um, and then uh, what else are you thinking? Uh, I'm trying to think. 
I would say New York. Okay. Um, see, like this one, I never played. I didn't. Okay. I didn't play like Hitman Two at all, but I did see Giant Bomb play this one because I remember <laughs> they were like, because I, I remember they just did a lot of uh, like Hitman content. I remember it was Dan and Brad, and Dan was just obviously guiding Brad, and I really thought it was cool because like this is the bank one, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, this is this is this is a really cool map, and I enjoyed watching those two and their antics, and just like that, it just seemed like a really cool map. Yeah, so it's really interesting because like you have to get into the vault too. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's just all kinds of ways you can do it. Like you can actually just like, join in on a heist, like a legit heist to like mm-hmm. break in and do it. Uh, you can like <laughs> you can pretend to be this dude who's getting fired, and then like kill the lady by pushing her out the window in her office and there's just like all kinds of really bizarre shit going on in there like you can you can get a job there like you do an interview oh yeah and and they like have you look at these rorschach tests and you can like say how they make you feel and it's like like the wine tour you described or like the Mm -hmm. house thing that i described where it's like he'll just talk about how they make him want (laughs) to kill and then they're like whoa you're gonna be so good here you're like Mm -hmm. wicked motivated and like oh it's so cool it's just like holy fuck so yeah there's just a lot of dumb shit that you can do in that stage and like you can get gold bricks and beat the shit out of people with gold bricks and Mm -hmm. like uh, yeah i don't know i like it a lot yes uh it it, it seemed really cool i just haven't played it but if you're feeling good enough about it we'll lock it in yeah and then the last one i want to do is sapienza because yes sapienza it would be a travesty if that that was not in our top 10 list it's also i like that stage a lot because it they changed it a lot for like some of the other missions that they added like that's Mm -hmm. the one that gets completely transformed into a movie set right and like that just completely changes the stage as well so it's like multiple stages in one almost yeah my only knock on it is the like destroying the virus at the end Yes, that is. Brutal. I do not like that part. That but... is brutal to because like you want to talk about like having to sneak through that part. Like they're just it's such a small area. It's so condensed and you got to sneak in there. So I have figured out how to do that one very easily now. Mm-hmm. As long as you have rat poison, it's pretty easy because if you steal a scientist costume, mm-hmm. no one is suspicious of you, really, except for the head scientist who's not around much. But then in the room where you have to like turn off the virus, there is a console that you can sabotage. And then if you put rat poison in the tank of rats, the two people in there will leave and you can just turn off the thing you need to turn off and the virus will just blow up on its Mm -hmm. own. So it, it's weird, but once you get it down, it's not as bad, but I agree going down to that area is my least favorite part of that stage. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, there's a lot of fun antics. Like I love, you 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 dress up as like the golf instructor. Oh yes, and then you like you basically call the lady in to have like an affair, and, mm-hmm. and then you just murder her while she's just kind of getting ready to to get down. And yeah, that's a it's a great stage. I really like the fact that you can become the plague doctor. I was going to bring in bring and then that. kill yeah. someone with a circumcision knife. Uh, the downside to the plague doctor is everyone is suspicious of you at all times. That is true, but the the easiest way to do it is you can steal a film reel and then make the projector start playing and it plays the dude's like childhood memories and then he makes all the guards mm-hmm. leave. Yes. And then you just sneak up behind him as the plague doctor and really <laughs> really get him good. Mm-hmm.
Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also make him hit an explosive golf ball while he's in golf lessons. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's all excellent. I want to hit him with a key. Oh my God. You can shoot cannons in that state. Oh yeah. Oh, that's so yeah, fun. That's true. Yeah, you cannons. can make him escape in a plane and then shoot the plane down with mm-hmm. a cannon. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Uh, no, I want to do something a little unprecedented here, Manny. Okay. Uh, I know we said we're only going to lock in four, but I want to lock in Miami as well. Okay. Um, I do like Miami quite a bit. Yes. I, I figured uh, chunking. I'm okay. Like that one is like on the lower end of my like top 10 list. I would say mm. so. like, I'm not as passionate about that one, but like mm. Miami, like even though I haven't played Hitman two, I'm a big fan of watching other people play it. Miami. Yeah. Miami is great because for a lot of reasons, like there is the whole like indie car race going on. Mm-hmm. And that one is weird because like it is timed. And so you can like affect that timed race in a bunch of ways. And it's tied to a bunch of opportunities and that's cool. Uh, but then outside of that, there is a, uh, a museum And then in the back of the museum, there is like a robotics lab. And my favorite Mm -hmm. kill that I've done in that stage is this. You can like pretend to be like an ICA agent or a Providence agent. I can't remember. And the doctor is showing you how he has these robots that if you show them a picture, they will only kill that person. And so you can take a picture of the dude. And then when he is trying to show it to you, the robots just like murk him. (laughs) Uh then there is like an underground parking garage. But my favorite thing is like, you know, how all the stages have multiple exits. Yes. If you are wearing, there's like a flamingo mascot. Yep. If you are wearing that costume, you can just fly away. Yeah. So you have to go up like <laughs> the end of the to stage. the roof and then like you just start flying. You flap your wings and you literally fly away. <laughs> yes. Uh, there is actually in uh, Berlin in Hitman three, there is an exit like that where you uh, call from a payphone and then you get abducted by aliens to exit the stage <laughs> and they just like treat it totally normal, which yeah, is why yeah, I yeah. love this. Game. And they're like, Oh, whatever, you yeah, know, yeah, no yeah. big deal. He were abducted by aliens. Yeah. So stupid. Uh, yeah. So like, I'm a big fan of Miami. Uh, I was going to bring up the flamingo. Cause like, that's my favorite part. Just watching the animation of him flap his wings and he starts flying. It's, it's great. <laughs> It is absolutely it's so dumb. Um, but anyway, uh, now we have five locked in. So now we have what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven remaining. And we only have we have five spots. So we basically only have to cut two and that'll be it. So okay. um, out of these uh, seven, what do you think should be cut? Oh, that is a tough one because I do like all of these stages. Uh, I guess should we cut Chong Chang because it is. I do like that stage mm-hmm. and it is very neon, which speaks to me. Right. Um, but I don't like the part where you have to go to the core, which to be fair, you don't have to do that when you are replaying the stage. Oh, you don't? they make it they make it an optional objective and you can just mm. leave instead because she says she can hack it remotely. Mm. Um, I actually redid this stage the other day and I did a really cool one where I was able to snipe them both mm-hmm. uh, because they like meet on this bridge. And if you like shoot down all the drones with a sniper rifle, they will like meet on a bridge and you can just shoot them both with a single bullet, which is fucking insane. Uh, and that felt really cool. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I don't know this one is a weird stage, but I think a lot of these other ones have more to offer. Uh, yeah, I am. 
Hmm. I'm thinking what it, I see. I don't know. Like it's hard because I don't know anything about Isle of Scale and um, the Whittleton Creek. So Whittleton Creek is literally just like a neighborhood in Virginia. Okay, I have seen this one because like because this is the one where Giant Bomb was it Dan or somebody like threw a briefcase and it went flying for much longer than it should have. That's probably true. Uh, I can't recall that one, but mm-hmm. this this stage is like. I don't know, man, because you can just go into so many of the houses and there's just like weird random shit in there. Um, There is like a house party that everyone on the block is invited to. So you can just go in there without a costume on and like do whatever. And then you can like go into the house and steal costumes in there and then come back out. And everyone's still just like, oh, man, thanks for coming to the party. Uh, There's all kinds of weird shit. Like there are alligators in this swamp area that you can feed people to. Um, and just like, even in the houses, there are so many weird things you can do. Like some of them are being fumigated. So you can just like turn on the fumigation while all the guards are in there and they'll just start vomiting uncontrollably and Mm -hmm. shit inside. And then you can go in and kill who you need to kill. Uh, but one of the two people you have to kill is like this old dude and he's on oxygen. So you can like make him start smoking so that he blows up the house um you can be a mailman you can be the muffin man you can be the guy selling muffins you can poison the muffins you can put explosives in the muffins okay i'm sold you this this is (laughs) yeah yeah i'm i'm into this one yes it's it's just it's a really it's a really fun one to do Mm -hmm. um and then the isle of seagal that one i guess i could cut Although I do think it is a really fun one. It is a castle in the middle of like the ocean. Okay. That is, it's a, it's a party where all of Providence is there and you have to kill these two twins who are trying to move up in Providence's ranks, but you also have to not kill the constant uh, because that is where you kidnap him for the beginning of Hitman three. Um, so you don't kill the constant and there are a bunch of ways to do that. Like they had both been given this weird kill switches. So if they realize he's out of line, they can push the button and kill him. So you can steal those switches and then like basically just have him walk out with you. Like it's totally normal. And I think that's really cool. Um, but outside of that, there's all kinds of wild shit going on because it's all of these Illuminati people who believe the world is going to end. So you can go through and like do all these tours of like, future-proofed homes where they want you to like they talk about global warming and how there's going to be a nuclear holocaust and all this stuff um but my favorite kill is one of the two twins their whole thing is like they want people to believe they're like a god Mm -hmm. and so they have this effigy that they are going to get inside of that then you will light on fire but they made a trap door so they can get out you break the trap door they get inside and then they tell you, okay, light the effigy and you light the effigy and then they burn alive inside. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And that's fucking crazy. There's, there's all kinds of weird shit in that one. Um, so the guy you kill in Whittleton Creek, his funeral is happening there. They recover his body and you can pretend to be him at the funeral and then jump out and kill them while they're paying their respects. Okay. Yep. And that shit is wild. You can become a literal suit of armor and you have way more resistance to bullets. Hmm. Uh, people are immediately hostile towards you, but you can hide. There are pedestals around the stage where you can hide normally. 
Uh, and so I don't know. It's a fun stage, but I I think a lot of these other ones do a lot of interesting stuff. As yeah, well. I, I'm just I I mean I wasn't I wasn't saying like let's cut them. I just wasn't familiar with them. No, yeah. So I just wanted to tell you um, about each of them in general. So what um, I was going to suggest is Mendoza and Sean King personally, but okay. Um, which we can do that because I know you like the ICA training facility and yeah, I, yeah, I just, well. I, I just think like, I, I wouldn't mind that being like number 10. I just think it's like a fantastic tutorial and I would like to re- reward like such a great tutorial in, in yeah. this list. So like, I feel better about doing that than like Mendoza. And like, I do think Mendoza is really fun from what I played of it, but since it's one of the only ones that I didn't do multiple times, I think it's the only one in Hitman three. I didn't do multiple times yet. I mean, I just don't know everything that goes on, so right, I could see right. that. So, uh, no, that, that so that's I. I think we cut Shunking and Mendoza, and mm-hmm. then we've got ourselves a list of ten. So I'm mm-hmm. just gonna move these back over now. Um, I, that's kind of good. Uh, and then I kind of want to just do what we normally do, where we just kind of say like, like high, you know, you know, top of the list, middle of the list, or you know, bottom of the list. We'll just kind of go through here. Uh, Dartmoor, I think, is top of the list. Yeah, top of the list. There. Uh, Dubai, I think that's going to be uh, more bottom of the list. Yeah, I would say low on that one. Uh, Hokkaido, um, I would say uh, that one. I think could be on the bottom. Okay, I was going to say maybe bottom middle. or middle. I was going to yeah. say middle. So I'm okay. If you want to, would you like to flight for middle or do you think bottom? Uh, I think bottom compared okay. to a lot of the other ones. I think the the training facility. I think that's going to be ten. So I mm-hmm. I wouldn't even mind just putting those as nines. Uh, the Isle of Seagal. I would say middle. Okay. Uh, Miami, I think is a high. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking New York is like middle high. Yeah, middle high probably. Uh, Paris, I think is another high. high. Uh, yeah, Anza's high. High. Uh, and then Wilton Creek. I, that seems middle to me. That sounded pretty good. Yeah, cool. that one is that's a middle one. I do like that stage a lot. So, so we'll say middle. Okay. So I think that that like helps sort things out a little bit. So as we said, the training facility, we'll put that at number 10 and we'll mm-hmm. just say it's both of them. Uh the the air air uh the airport and which it's kind of like a military airport of some kind. Right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, and then also the, the ship. But I think if I, I had to pick one, I would say the ship just cause like, that's the first one you do. So like, that's a yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, and then Hokkaido versus Dubai. That's a hard one. Just cause like I, so I guess I would say Hokkaido nine and then Dubai eight, because okay. while I do like Hokkaido and there's a whole bunch of weird challenge shit you can do, like in the kill bill jumpsuit mm-hmm. and you can become a literal ninja. It is just about killing two people like the the surgery portion of it is cool. Right. Uh, but I think there is more variety of what can be done in Dubai because it is the first Hitman three map. They're really trying to show off like how many different ways you can do shit mm-hmm. like just I, like I can name almost all the ways that you can kill people in Dubai, which would be like 15, 20, whereas I can only think of a couple that are like pretty viable in Hokkaido. So it's like. Mm, okay. I don't know. Maybe I Hokkaido is also just harder in general, I think. So yeah, like I was going to say for me, it's just hard. Cause like I played Hokkaido way back in 2016. Yeah. So like, I don't remember that one nearly as much as like Dubai is like just, you know, front and center. I just, I just kind of played that earlier this week quite a bit. So, you know, yeah. Uh, so, okay. But if you're okay, cause like you recently played both of these. So like, yes, both of these are going to be much more fresh in your mind. So like, yeah, 
that works for me. And then I think uh, putting Isle Segal at number seven works. Yeah, that'll work. Uh, so and then, then it's New York versus Whittleton Creek. I think Whittleton Creek sounded cooler and funnier. I So it is. I, th- I think I would put that at five and New York at six okay. because it's just like there are so many more wild situations you can get into. Like <laughs> yeah. still showing the house to the guy you're about to murder mm-hmm. is one of my favorite things in all of Hitman. I yeah. love it so much. Yes, that sounded awesome. <laughs> uh, so now we're into our top four, which we both nominated all four of these. Um, yes. I love Sapienza, but I do think that that virus eliminating the virus kind of brings it down. For it me does. So I think that one can be four. That's what I was going to argue. Put that one at number four. Oh, man, this is so t- I don't know what to do now. Uh, see. So, OK, for me, I would put Miami at three. I was going to say that, but that's also because I haven't played Miami because so. I do like that. But there is something about paris being the first real one you do after mm. the ica training facility that i think it's just really memorable i don't like it sticks out in my mind and like i had watched so much hitman gameplay yeah. so like i feel like most people who have seen hitman gameplay have seen paris mm-hmm. and like you know people know about helmet kruger and, and like yeah the sheik and the sheik comes back in dubai right like he's there uh and so you one of the challenges in dubai is to take a picture of the sheik sleeping in his bed (laughs) it's so bizarre uh and another one is to pacify him by throwing a gold brick at his face while he's giving a speech um i mean yeah so like i like that that he comes back and that's cool but then i see like i comparing it to dartmoor it's such a different thing because Dartmoor is such a more compact, like British manner yes. type thing. So like, there's a lot going on still. It just feels like because it's closer together, it might not feel like as much is going on, but there still definitely is. Well, here's the thing. Like I think Paris is like a, like as great as like the training facility is Paris is like the first great example of what Hitman can be. Yeah, like it's like a proof of like it's proving their concept like in a way that most other things don't like just the amount of stupidity you can get up to in that fucking map is wild. Yes, but then you have Dartmoor, which is like so unique and unlike any other map they've ever done. Yes. Uh, So like conceptually, I love that as well, but it's like Paris, it's like almost like nostalgia versus like just kind of like just saying like, this is just so clever Uh, where like Paris is just like, it's like my first, you know, it's, it's your first, like it was my first really (laughs) like, and I just like, I can, I will never forget about giant bomb hits miss that first one. And in Paris and just like Vinny's run, I go back and watch that at like at least once a year. (laughs) It's so good. It is so good. good. He murders almost everybody on that map. Oh, what a, I don't, Oh, this is a tough one. I don't know. I guess, I guess I, I guess I would lean Paris one and then Dartmoor two. Didn't they add? If I had to pick, they added Santa Claus like at one point. Yes, which I don't think that's in Hitman three. I have looked for those challenges. I can't find them. So I think they might have removed the seasonal ones because they can't. One of the other maps had Halloween stuff, and I can't find that either. Let me just kind of look that. So I think it. I think it might be because yeah the. It is they to Paris. They added Santa, and you were supposed to like deliver presents mm. to a couple people. 
but I can't, I can't find that one because I didn't play it in Hitman 2, so I wanted to do it now, but I can't find the missions. I, yeah, for I'm it. wondering if that's going to be like they're just going to wait until like Christmas time to bring that back or something. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but like, yeah, I, I'm. I'm fine with either of these being one and two, but like, I'm okay with Paris being one. I mean, like (laughs) you can literally dress up as helmet Kruger and walk the, the, the catwalk, the fucking catwalk. Yeah. Um, so many of the things and there's that like secret uh like auction going on Mm -hmm. and you can win the auction and then the lady gets pissed at you and like, uh, yeah. Uh, Paris is just a, just a it's just a great introduction like a true introduction to what hitman can do yes a world of assassination Mm -hmm. it truly like that paris to me i think proves that world of assassination thing more than most of the other maps in hitman yes so um and i what i like about this list is we got paris at uh, paris from one dartmoor from three miami from two uh yeah. sapienza from one whittleton creek from two and then two two and then three one and then like the training facilities technically from one it's, but it's in also, all three it's all yeah. which i think that is also placed to its strengths is like they just kept just bringing it back because it is such a perfect tutorial they never really had to change it much you know so it's weird because in two there is also another tutorial stage but oh. they still have you play the ica training facility it is uh fuck uh what is it called um hawks bay the one where you like go into that mansion that's like on the beach and it's like just a house a single house Hmm. um and you go in there and then like there's a back room where it's like fucking john wick's house or something and you open this panel and there's like 12 shotguns and a bunch of throwing stars (laughs) and like all kinds of wild shit and so they use that to like show you how to get around uh certain security things because you couldn't hide in bushes until hitman 2 right so it was meant to show you how to hide in the foliage and stuff Hmm. on the beach but i I do like that stage too but the ica training facility is definitely the it is a great tutorial for sure so i i like this list i'm yes i think this is a good list and now i want to play hitman which i was probably going to do tonight anyways so i mean that's two lists in a row manny where like we feel you know they're fun yeah, it's this, this was another list. fun. This is a fun one. I, not a lot of disagreement. I, as I said, no. I knew there would be a lot of overlap. and uh, Yeah. And I, I think there's a great variety here of just like, you know, from all three games, which just kind of shows like, you know, all three are great in their own way. So like, there's, yeah, yeah, there's something there's definitely if you have three, it's worth getting the other two and just kind of getting it all into one. Yeah, especially on Xbox and PSN, like those games go on sale mm-hmm. so regularly. Now you just have to you don't even have to excuse me buy the games. You just have to buy the upgrade pack or whatever. Yeah, man, three, but they're so cheap like i think the one for hitman one is like 10 bucks yeah i think to get both it's like 30 dollars. yeah something like that so it's it's not a lot i mean hitman 3 is still 60 bucks but i bet it won't be for very much longer uh it'll it'll definitely go on sale at some point throughout the year mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. definitely something to uh to pick up at some point so yeah uh but i think that'll pretty much do it for this episode yeah, that will. This is a reasonable length, almost yes. an hour and a half. So that's cool. Yeah, and I think each part was about 30 minutes each. Yeah. So uh, next week, I will at least have one new game to talk about. Well, new, quote unquote, yes. with Super Mario 3D World. Maybe I will have played something else, but we will see. I probably uh, won't. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. 
you know. Yeah, there's. I I, I do need to pick up uh, Super Mario 3D World at some point, but oh, I'm so excited to play. I just was mm-hmm. smiling when I turned it on. I was like, oh yes, and I love this music. It's oh, it's so good. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna play that this evening as well. Uh, but that'll do it for us. As always, the theme song is Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. They're an excellent chiptune band. You should check them out. And we will catch you guys next week. Peace out. <laughs>